For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Welcome into the program this morning. Hope that you're all starting things off right. Probably a little gross, the word I like to use for a morning like this. It is damp and muggy and yes, I'll say the word moist again, but it's uh, still beats what could be coming later on in the week. So uh, I hope that you all had a great weekend. I did. I was out at the Ocean State Paracon which is one of my favorite events to do each year. Everybody just volunteers their time. Uh, You know, a lot of these times you go to these conventions and stuff and there's appearance fees and or you're paid to give a presentation or all these different things that are part of that. And the Ocean State Paracon is not one of those. It is for charity. And every year they help a different charity. And this year they help the Tomorrow Fund. And it was heartening to see the turnout despite the weather all weekend. I was in Harrisville, Rhode Island, which is a village of Boroughville, Rhode Island, which is out there around like North Smithfield area. If you've ever gone out to say the rustic drive-in, I was about 15 minutes from there. And it's a nice little picturesque spot. Uh, We do it at the Assembly Theater. It's put on by my friend Ken DaCosta and Rise Up Paranormal. It's a Rhode Island-based paranormal group. The Assembly Theater is a church-owned theater that's right on the river there. Beautiful spot. Uh, But inevitably, every year, there's some sort of weather event while we're there. Usually a rainstorm on Sunday will kind of pass through. But this year, it was some rainstorms on Saturday And then yesterday was kind of a constant, at least drizzle, if not downpour. And they had to close things up a little bit early because there was a flood watch. And it's a good thing that we did pack up because it did come down hard. And uh, so I, I hope that they were still able to raise as much money for the Tomorrow Fund as, you know, they had hoped. The other part of it is they do a lot of other extra things. They have like a silent auction. And one of the things that they offered was for people to investigate the Conjuring House with all the proceeds from Saturday and Sunday night's investigations of the Conjuring House going toward the Tomorrow Fund. So I actually went over last night and helped out with that. And it was it's always cool to be in that house. Always great to be in that house. And Jacqueline Nunez, the owner, is 
very accommodating. And, uh, of course, Andrea Perrin was there, whose family the movie The Conjuring was based on. But I got a chance to check out some of the camping spots on The Conjuring House property, which I had an article up about earlier the, in the summer. They were now offering camping on the property. And you could get, there's different tents in different locations and different areas where you can stay. And I went out back and I checked them all out. And these aren't tents like, you know, I remember sleeping in when I was camping. These are pretty fancy. One of them has like a wooden porch built around it. Um, another one was just huge, absolutely huge. There's an airstream out there that you can stay in. So they've they've really put some kind of glamping uh, aspects into camping at the Conjuring House. So if you missed that article, you can check it out at WBSM.com and see kind of what it's all about. But they've, they've been having a lot of success with it. So uh, I, Jacqueline again invited me to come out and spend a night out there. So uh, maybe at some point I will do that. I don't know. I keep telling her, though. As far back as that furthest away campsite is, you still may hear me snoring in the house. So, uh, but yeah, so it was just nice being out there, seeing everybody and kind of working my way back into being out there after everything that went on last week. And then this weekend, I'm going to be at TerrorCon in Marlboro, Massachusetts, which is actually put on by a local guy, Steve Perry from Dartmouth who is the founder of Rhode Island Comic-Con. TerrorCon is another one of his events uh, that he's putting on up in Marlboro. And all kinds of horror movie stars will be there. And I'll be there as one of the, you know, the paranormal guests. So we'll see after kind of dipping my toes back into the water being out there last weekend with the Ocean State Paracon. We'll see how I do jumping into three days of TerrorCon this weekend. It's uh, Friday afternoon and evening, Saturday and Sunday. So I'm thankful, too, to everybody that came up. Some of you are listening. Thank you to everybody that came up and asked me how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. Feeling great, feeling fine, getting better every day. I'll be doing even better at the end of this week when the the stent that they put in me comes out. But for now, um, doing pretty well. But certainly one thing that I've noticed is... You know, I kind of took this for granted before. People always say, drink lots of water, drink lots of water. And I'm like, yeah, I drink I drink enough water. Well, I did not. I did not come close to drinking enough water. And now having to do it because I want to flush out anything that's in me and I don't want to run the risk of developing any more kidney stones, I realized it's not that hard to drink the proper amount of water, but I was also far away from where I thought that I was. So I have two in my office here. I have two of those big jugs that have the lines on them that tell you where you should be at what point in the day. So you fill it up each morning and it tells you by 9 a.m. you should be down to here, by 10 a.m., by 11 a.m., and it counts down each hour. And I think it's 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So I actually have a, couple hours head start to start off on one of those. But I don't know. Every time I walked around with that, it just seemed daunting to get through that all. 
So they say you should drink 64 ounces of water a day. So I've been drinking these little 16.9 ounce bottles and just drinking four of them a day. I usually just take the same bottle and refill it at the the water machine. But I realized that just getting through four of those a day was actually far easier than I thought that it would be. So maybe it's not about putting all the water that you need to drink in one day in front of you. Maybe it's about taking it in small chunks and just making sure that you keep up with it. So I'm hoping that that will help. So far, so good. I certainly chugged a lot of water this weekend, you know, being outside, being part of that convention. And I hope that, you know, by the end of this week, I'll probably be close, back close to 100%, which the only downside is bowling season started and I'm on a weight restriction. So I don't think I can bowl still for a few more weeks. The team's just going to have to get by without me. So today, of course, well, first of all, let me just tell you a little bit about the lineup for today. Uh, coming up at 7 o'clock, after the 7 o'clock news, we'll be joined by Manny, the Money Man Resendiz. It'll be Money Monday. We do that once every month. And uh, he'll be here to talk with us. Of course, he's from Euclid Financial Services. We'll be talking about retirement. We'll be taking your phone calls about that as well at 508-996-0500. And you can also send in app chat messages as well. I can read those on the air when Manny is here with us. But we're going to talk about retirement. We're going to talk about getting you ready for it. We're going to talk about how to prepare yourself to prepare yourself for retirement. So that should be an enlightening conversation coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, we will welcome in Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light as we will turn on the light. Uh, Jack, of course, filled in for me last week when I was uh, in the hospital and then home recovering. And he has been all over that Star Store, star store story which, unfortunately, I don't know if there's been any real updates into that. But Jack does have a great piece at NewBedfordLight.org where he went to the Bed Bath & Beyond facility and saw what was there. And he can give us an update there because he's been in communication with the students that are going to be utilizing that space as they are still now awaiting for all of that to be ready. So we can find out more about that. And, of course, whatever else is on your mind at 508-996-0500 or hit me up on app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app at any point during the morning as well. We're also going to have the announcement of a contest, a really good contest that I think you will uh, all want to take part in. The chance to win, oh, you know, just some significant money. Winning up to potentially $30,000. Does that sound good? Yeah, I thought that that might. Especially here on the cusp of the fall and winter months. Thinking to yourself, oh man, what's the heating bill going to be this year? What if it's a cold winter? How am I going to afford to pay all those bills? Well, wouldn't winning $30,000 help? So we'll have all those details for you later as well. But, of course, today is September 11th, and I don't think it ever will be out of our minds on this day. You know, what happened 21 years ago, and I think that it's 
it's a good, healthy thing each year when this comes around to kind of pause and reflect and remember because not only does it help us going forward, but I think it also, there's, there's a lot of wounds there that still need to heal. And I always go back to, you know, I was thinking about this because as I was driving yesterday after the convention was over, I was heading out to my, my favorite restaurant out in that area in Chapachet, the Tavern on Main. We were, and that's just a couple miles from where I was, but I turned on the Patriots game, which was just getting started when I was heading over there. You got to kind of get in there early because it, it fills up. And, uh, and my friend Amanda was down from Vermont and we wanted to sit in the ghost booth when we had dinner. So we had to you know, make sure we got there early. And thinking about Tom Brady and the Patriots that first year that he was leading the offense when he took over for Drew Bledsoe and thinking about kind of what the atmosphere and the feeling was at that time. And there really was a sense of community, a sense of togetherness, a sense of, to quote Robert Kraft, we are all patriots. And although that faded away relatively quickly, it's still amazing to think what a difference it's been since that time and that feeling to where we are now where everything is a lightning rod, everything is a point of division, everything is an us versus them mentality. And we're talking about a 21-year slide into that kind of mindset. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to hit the microphone there. So the fact that you know, we know that we can we can do that. The fact that we know that we can have that sense of togetherness. We got a little bit of it at the beginning of the pandemic. There was, you know, for at least the first couple of weeks, I would say a majority of people looked at it as we're all in it together. We still had the the people who were pushing out their conspiracy theories or pushing out their negativity about what was going on, of course. And I think that you'll always have those voices as part of the, the mix. But I think that's the closest that we've gotten in these 21 years to what we had after 9-11. But I always say, you know, my 9-11 experience, my morning of Tuesday, September 11th, 2001, kind of started off with a, a, a person that was of that divisive ilk, or at least kind of that I, I don't care, I'm, I only care about myself mentality. At the time, I was working at Mill Pond Diner in Wareham. It was my first fall that I wasn't in school. So after high school, college, this was the first fall that I was 
not in school. I was working part-time at night for the Standard Times as a sports writer. And in the mornings, I would cook so that I could, you know, have a steadier income, full-time income. So I went in. Tuesdays were always kind of slow anyway. It was myself and this, this guy, Bernie, who taught me how to cook. And I remember Bernie was making Manhattan-style clam chowder that day. After everything that happened, he quickly decided, I'm just going to make tomato soup instead. But he had been making Manhattan-style clam chowder because we had some leftover clams from, you know, the weekend from the New England clam chowder that we made. And he said, I'm going to try something a little bit different. Had never done this before. Just happened to be the one day that he decided to make Manhattan-style clam chowder. But we, we took that off the menu. But we're just sitting there going through our regular morning. He's back there doing all the, the heavy cooking. And I'm covering the grill, cooking everybody's breakfasts, washing the dishes. And I remember it was a beautiful day. And the waitress comes into the kitchen and says, did you hear about what happened? Because we usually had the radio on. And we were listening to, to music, so we, we hadn't heard. And she said, a plane hit the World Trade Center. And I said, oh, okay, well, how did that happen? And she said, I'm going to just go over and get a TV. She lived not that far from, from the diner, so she hopped in her car, went over, got a little portable TV, put it in the kitchen, and she turned it on just in time for us to see the second plane hit live. Now, myself, Bernie... The two servers that were on that morning and the couple of customers that were in there all kind of gathered around this TV in the kitchen watching what was going on. And a guy came in and started yelling out in the dining room. Where is everybody? Hey, can I get some service out here? Ah. Now, this was not a regular, nobody that I had ever seen before. I don't think I saw him after this either. But he's making a bunch of noise out there. And the server comes out and says, you know, two planes have hit the World Trade Center. It looks like there's a terrorist attack happening in New York. And he just looks at her and says, well, I don't give a expletive deleted about what's going on in New York. I just want my goddamn eggs Benedict. And we were all like so stunned that in that particular moment, this person could be that, you know, kind of self-centered. This, this transcendent moment. And all he cared about was his eggs Benedict. And so, yes, by the end of the day, you know, everybody was shocked, stunned, and I'm sure he was too. I'm sure that eventually, you know, the, the gravity of what happened hit him. Maybe it didn't. You know, maybe, maybe he just isn't built that way. But certainly everybody felt, I mean, at the time, my girlfriend and I were supposed to be moving in together. We'd had a fight. And so I was just going to have to move out on my own. She was going to stay at her parents' house because, you know, we'd essentially broken up. And everything that went on, 
she called me later on and said, hey, can you can you just meet me and like we can just talk. And I met up with her and got into the car with her and we just sat there and talked for a couple of hours and, you know, put things on the mend. Like that was just the feeling that, that was actually supposed to be the first night that I moved out on my own because that was the night that 24 and Smallville were both premiering on television. I wanted to see both of those shows and I didn't have cable yet at my new place. So I said to my mom, I'm going to watch TV here and then I'll go home and I'll go to sleep in my new place. My first night sleeping in my, my own place. I had a two bedroom cottage on Swiss beach in Wareham. And then when everything went down, my mom just said, Hey, would you mind just staying here? Cause my dad worked overnight. She's like, would you mind just staying here a few more nights? And so I stayed for, the rest of that week. But yeah, it was it was certainly a, a a a slap in the face. And that's why I think every year on this on this date it's worth kind of remembering all that. Gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with the news. We will take your phone calls at 508-996-0500 as well as your app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. But right now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Family members who lost their loved ones in the 9-11 terror attacks will be gathering at the World Trade Center Memorial in Manhattan for the 22nd anniversary of the attacks today. We closed the memorial to the public, we closed the museum to the public, and we open it to the family members. And we read the names, family members, uh, read the names of the nearly 3,000 victims. President of the 9-11 Memorial and Museum, Beth Hillman, says there will be moments of silence and the tolling of bells as part of the ceremony. For the first time this year, there will be a tribute at the Memorial Glade after the ceremony to recognize people who died from and still experiencing illnesses tied to 9-11 related toxins. The Glade was dedicated in 2019 on the 17th anniversary of the day that marked the official end of the recovery effort. Speaking of 9-11, President Biden is rejecting some conditions of a proposed plea deal for the suspected 9-11 mastermind and four other alleged accomplices. Scott Pringle reports. According to the New York Times, Biden is not agreeing with the part that spares the defendants solitary confinement and allows them to continue to eat and pray together. The plea deal proposed by military prosecutors is still on the table, though, and it would take the death penalty out of the equation in exchange for the defendants admitting to their alleged roles in the 9-11 plot. Now, some family members of 9-11 victims recently spoke out against a possible plea deal. They want to see a trial that could reveal more information about the 9-11 attacks. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Rescue efforts are ongoing in Morocco days after a magnitude 6.8 earthquake rocked the North African country. More than 2,100 people are confirmed dead and the toll is expected to rise. Morocco's King Mohammed VI ordered mosques nationwide to hold funeral prayers on Sunday. Pennsylvania State Police are expanding their search for an escaped killer after new sightings. The head of the state police confirmed several sightings beyond the original search perimeter, along with releasing new images of a clean-shaven Danilo Cavalcante caught on doorbell cameras. Authorities also recovered a stolen white van the 30-year-old fugitive was believed to have been driving. A new round of COVID-19 boosters could be available in the U.S. this week. Mark Mayfield fills us in. The CDC's independent panel of advisors is set to meet on Tuesday to recommend who will be eligible for the shots. 
Meanwhile, the FDA is also likely to approve the shots, which aim to protect against severe disease and death from the currently circulating variants. The expected rollout comes as the nation has seen a recent uptick in COVID infections. I'm Mark Mayfield. And fans are disappointed after Nelly canceled his concert at the Allegan County Fair Sunday night. Saturday night, several hours after he was scheduled to be on stage. Abby Williams is one of them. We were partying, having fun, you know, doing our thing, and then I kept hearing people whispering like he's not here. His management team told fair officials he could not get there because of inclement weather he had grounded his plane. And in sports, the Boston Red Sox beat the Orioles yesterday, set on the three. The Sox will host the Yankees today at Fenway Park for a game at 7.10 p.m. And the New England Patriots begin their, began their season with a loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. The score was 25-20. to 20. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. First half, a cloudy and humid day. Once again, we'll see some scattered showers and thunderstorms that will be developing as we get into the afternoon hours. And high temperatures climbing all the way to the upper 70s. For tonight, a shower or two around in the evening and then remaining cloudy with some patchy fog and another warm, muggy night ahead of us with lows dropping back to around 67 degrees. For your Tuesday, we'll see partial sunshine. I think we'll have a dry day for a change, but it will still stay on the humid side. Look for highs again in the upper 70s. Heading into Wednesday, though, the showers and thunderstorm threat returns with temperatures in the mid-70s. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Bill Guile on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 72 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. It's okay if you listen in the shower. <laughs> Just keep it to yourself and don't make it weird. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Some Nelly for you. If he doesn't show up, you can always just play the CD. Uh, actually, I think it was last year he played the Big E. So, I mean, consider yourself lucky if you were at that show and you were able to see him. Anyway, uh, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Again, a reminder that we will have Money Monday this morning coming up at 7 a.m. We're going to be talking with Manny, the money man, Rosendi's about retirement, about how to get you ready to get ready for retirement. See, it's not as easy as you think that it is. But it's also not as hard as you may fear that it is. And so he will help us kind of break through all of that. And then, of course, in the 8 o'clock hour, as we do each Monday, we'll be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. Oh, And I'm sure, you know, Jack will let us know if he's heard anything new on the Star Store situation. I don't think there's anything new, but he's got his ear to the ground on that more than I do. And, uh, and maybe there might be some developments there he can share with us. And certainly we can talk about some other things, too, going on in the city. And uh, we'll take your calls as well. A morning like this, though, you you got to get yourself up. you got to get yourself motivated. But you also kind of want to get up and not really 
rush around and, and have to spend your all of your energy in the first couple hours of the morning. You also want to be able to kind of kick back and relax a little bit. And there's nothing like relaxing with a sunrise bakery and coffee shop muffin and latte or cappuccino or hot chocolate once the kids are on the bus and the managed chaos of the morning is behind you. A chance to kind of sit down, collect your thoughts, and start your day the Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop way. And then later on in the day, come back for an after-school snack that the kids will really love and will make you the best mom or dad around. Outrageous desserts with a European flair and, of course, their famous rice pudding. You know how delicious that is. Only from Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop. Plus, you can get their sweet bread. They're fresh-baked daily Portuguese bread and pops. You can get sandwiches like casserola sandwiches, tuna sandwiches, chicken salad sandwiches. They make them fresh daily. Or you can take home a container and make them up later on. And, of course, it is fall, right? It is pumpkin season. So right now they have delicious pumpkin muffins and pumpkin cheese muffins, along with all your other favorite muffins like corn and blueberry and more. Check it all out. It's all at Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop. 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. And man, I got to tell you, Sunrise has some of my favorite baked goods. But when it comes to pumpkin, oh, they've got the perfect blend of, of pumpkin and spice and, and pumpkin flavor. Not everybody gets pumpkin right. Some of them, it doesn't have enough pumpkin. Some of them, it's a little bit too much and it kind of tastes a little strange. Not at Sunrise. Sunrise, they have the perfect blend of pumpkin and spice to really get those fall flavors going for you. And I know on a day like today, a soupy day like today, it still feels a little too too summerish. So a nice pumpkin muffin like that will certainly make it feel a little bit more like fall. I mean, for me, driving around yesterday, uh, driving over to the restaurant, hearing the Patriots on the radio in a game that actually counts, a game that actually matters. And I know it didn't really turn out the way that Patriots fans would hope, but... It was a lot more positive than it looked like it could have been earlier in the game. So maybe, I mean, did you really think you were going to beat what could be one of the top teams in football? A team a team destined, perhaps, to go back to the Super Bowl. Did you really think that you were going to win against that team right out of the gate? But you can win some of those other games. And by the way, you'll hear all those games right here on WBSM all season long. I think that... Uh, the Tom Brady appearance yesterday might have lifted some of the the dark shadow that's been over the Patriots since his departure. Do you think? Do you think like having Tom back and everybody welcoming him and naming him the first keeper of the light? How impressive is that new lighthouse? How impressive is that new scoreboard? The Patriots invested. $250 million in that stadium renovation. I think, if I remember right, didn't the stadium originally cost $350 million? So it wasn't that far off from what they paid to build the stadium 21 years ago. And I still remember because I started covering the team right after they won the first Super Bowl. So the, the 2002 season, when they moved into Gillette, was my first year covering the team. And so I got to be there for the first ever preseason game that they had at Gillette Stadium. 
And I walked in like, wow, this is really great. This is amazing. But the Patriots writers who had been there for years and had actually covered the team in the old Foxborough Stadium, they were far more laudatory about it than I was. You know, I had just never been in an NFL stadium outside of Foxborough Stadium before, so I thought they were all kind of like that. But walking into this was like, oh, this is what a real NFL stadium is like, and these these folks were just blown away by it. But then, of course, it didn't take very long for them to start complaining about, what do you mean we can't go down on the field at the end of the game? We always could at the old stadium. And for a brief period, they let us do it. They let us kind of go out a little bit into the tunnel, and then they pulled us back. And I don't, I don't know why it mattered. I don't know why they cared so much about being on the field at the end of the game. It's a horrible vantage point. God love Buddy Thomas. I don't know how he covered high school football for so many years at field level. I covered a lot of games at field level. But for me, getting up into the press box and having a little bit more of a overview of what was going on worked better for me. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't count yardage myself from the sideline. But he, for almost his entire career, he was always on the sideline. I don't know how he was able to do it. But if you are going to Gillette Stadium this year, if you have tickets to a game later on in the season, get ready to have your mind blown because it's, it's incredible. And I guess they're charging, it's going to open in October, but they're charging folks $5 to go up into the observation deck of that new lighthouse. So I think what that means is if you're already at the game and you have a ticket for $5, you can go up there. I don't know if they're going to let people go up on days when there isn't a game. I don't know if it's accessible in that way. But for $5, which all the money goes to the Patriots Charitable Foundation, but you'll get a chance to go up there and you can see in one direction, you see the Boston skyline. In the other direction, you see the Providence skyline. And I think it's the, the tallest point between the two. Thought I heard that somewhere. So if you get a chance to go up there, you know, when it first opens up, Make sure you take some photos and videos and send them over to us on the WBSM app. I haven't covered the team in a couple of years, but I was like, eh, maybe I should try to go to this game. But then, you know, it conflicted with the Ocean State Paracon. I wanted to help raise money for the Tomorrow Fund. So, all right, well, I'm going to take my next break here. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back.
Now that's a that's a fun song. But has anybody ever actually called the number on a on a bathroom wall? I mean, I'm not going to judge you if you have. But that seems like the the ultimate in desperation, right? Like I don't know who this person. I don't know. I'm just going to call this random number. Because you know it's never anybody that intentionally put their number on the wall. And also, Tommy Two-Tone seems really, really uh, locked into the idea that Jenny's the girl for him just because he saw her name and number on the wall. I mean, man, could you be any more desperate? I hope that Jenny put that name and number on the wall herself, but I'm guessing probably not. I don't know that... Does I don't... Does it say that it was in the men's room? I don't I don't think she went into the men's room herself and put her number on the wall. So Tommy, just keep that in mind when you make that call. And uh don't be surprised if she feels a little bit differently when you make that phone call. 508-996-0500. Um I had mentioned, you know, sending in any of your your 9/11 memories. And Jeff in Fall River sent in an app chat message saying, "Good morning, Tim. I was a junior in high school at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech." Sitting in the carpentry shop, our teacher rolled in the TV and we watched in horror. I kept looking out the big windows of our shop thinking I would see F-16s fly by. I will never forget it. And here in, in Massachusetts, it, it, it hit us home. It hit home with us pretty hard because the, the planes flew out of Logan Airport. There was increased air traffic coming out of Otis Air Force Base. There was certainly a a sense of feeling that if New York was an attack, that Boston could be as well. I remember the first time that I went into, you know, I started covering the Celtics that winter. December of 2001, I started covering the Celtics. And the first time that I went into Boston to cover a game was the first time that I'd been back in the city since this had happened. And it was a very odd feeling. Nobody was taking for granted safety. And a few times that season, there had been incidents where there were security measures put in place at TD Garden. Well, was then what was it then? Fleet Center? But there were safety precautions that were put in place because there had been somebody left a backpack. No, somebody left a bag. It was a bag of some sort of substance. It turned out to be nothing. There was another time when uh, there had been smoke that had entered into the bowl of the arena and it turns out somebody had let off a smoke bomb. You know, dumb things like that that people do. And and that's the other thing too is when you know that we live in a time when you have to be a little bit more vigilant, I don't know why people do things that would put people on edge. So for example, at this convention yesterday, which is just a gathering of people. It's like outside, like a flea market, like a craft fair, you know, a bunch of tables around under tents, 
over by the river. And then inside the theater, people were giving presentations. And you could go in and watch the presentation on the stage and come back out when, when you were done watching it. And there was a young guy dressed in, you know, for lack of a better term, goth-type clothing who had dyed hair. You know, I'm not trying to profile anybody here, but I'm just giving you an example of, you know, what he looked like. So people, he was conspicuous. Let me just put it that way. People, people noticed him. And he was wearing a, a backpack that was camouflage colors. And he kept going in and out of the room where they were having the presentations, the theater itself. And he was acting squirrely. I mean, that's, there's really no other way to describe it. To the point where some of us started kind of walking around to see where he was and what he was doing because he was making people nervous. And you just, you, you can't, you got to be aware of that. You got to be aware of when you might be making people uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable in a situation, if that's why you're moving in and out, you know, go up and tell somebody, say, hey, just so you know, I don't want to weird anybody out, but I'm, I'm having a little bit of anxiety in here. I'm trying to listen to everything, but every once in a while, I got to step out for some fresh air. Explain that to somebody. Instead, you've got the entire staff and, you know, guests of this convention now keeping an eye on you because you're acting off and you're making people uncomfortable. You know, you just got to be aware of those things. All right, I got to take my final break of the hour. We'll be back in a few moments. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.